the amount of reports that we're seeing tops the amount of reports for all vaccines combined ever. Mm -hmm. So I don't, understand, I don't understand why we're not allowed to have a conversation about that. I don't understand why that's not being reported. It's in the data and people are referencing it, but they've created this whole stigma about the anti-vaxxers, which they've, they've been working on for, you know, a long time. Right. But you can't even bring it up. And there, there are parents who are seriously concerned, but they are afraid to say what if to their doctor in regards yeah. to it's some, a question about just as simple as that. Well, what if something happens? They're mm -hmm. scared to do that because they don't want to be labeled. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Um, with that said, do you mind if I um, share some uh, some data you may or may not be familiar with? You probably are, but I would like to share it with the audience as well. And maybe, Aaron, get your take on it if you have anything to add. No, if you've got more information, I'd like to. I don't know if it's more, but there's some. So, you know, the first thing I have pulled up here is um, is just cases, you know, how many cases there are. And the thing that, that I I don't really understand is why – you know, first it's, um, you know, pandemic of the unvaxxed, which you should be able to disprove easily if you actually look at the studies being done. But, um, okay. but there's like this, um, mania about kids right now. Everything is like getting kids vaxxed, getting the approval to get kids vaxxed and getting mandate to get the kids vaxxed and everything. So I don't know why there's, there's an emphasis where just to start off, there's such a low number of actual cases in comparison, if you take someone from you know, adulthood, 18 to, you know, 64. I mean, you have, you know, 70% of the cases are adults, you know, just in that one age group. And as we know, the at-risk group is normally over 50 or even over 60, you know, just based on age alone. So, you know, if it's such a low percentage, even the cases, which cases doesn't mean it's concerning. You can have, you know, a lot of cases of the cold, a lot of cases of the flu, and it's mild symptoms and you get over it. So cases isn't death, you know. Mm -hmm. But then the same uh, uh, stats as far as death is concerned. <laughs> you can't, you, I mean, it's again, we, we, I think, I think it's been well published or well, well known. It should be that I don't even know what the percentage is like 99.96 or something like, like uh, um, recovery, you know, they'll be fine. You know, this age group is not an at-risk group. They're not even spreading a bunch of cases. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you look at that data and say, oh, my God, we have to do something about these kids. You know, we and, mm -hmm. and I don't know. So if you had anything, I, I have a couple other things, but um, any questions or comments, you know, just on that right there, Aaron? So I agree. I, I looked up the numbers for the U.S. Um, I looked up the, the number of children who have died um, due to COVID. So I think the last time I looked it up, it was 430 kids in, in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. However, we saw where they came out. The federal government and, and health and human services or whatever came out and said that there is a difference between died with COVID and died from COVID. Right. And we have asked for the data. Yeah. We've asked how many have died specifically from COVID. So in Delaware, we've had two kids who have died. Um, from? One of them um, had cancer. Hmm. Um, and he... Uh, he was very close, didn't have much time left. And we know that as soon as you're into the hospital, you're being tested. Mm -hmm. So was that a case of this child was suffering and his suffering came to an end and, you know, he was, he just tested positive and that's what they're right. counting. Um, so there, there's a lot of questions like, you're right. Like, how do we how do we even trust the numbers that we are being given? They're already on the low end as it is for children. But how do we trust that when we know that it's already come out that there's a difference there, but nobody can give us the specifics? Right. 
I think I right. heard um, early on it was I think it was Italy was one of the countries reporting like mass amounts, you know, of deaths, you know, in, that, uh, in, in their country. And then after they when they went back and looked at, you know, the actual cause and was it died with COVID or died from COVID, I think they had to reverse over 80 percent of the of the, the death, uh, you know, tally at that point. Um, and that seems to be a, a, a running I don't want to say joke. But a running, you know, like a, a motorcycle accident, you know, COVID death, you know, mm. because they tested them when they died and they they had COVID at the time of the, the, the automobile accident, which it actually happens. But it's just a um, kind of a cliche because of, you know, you can't trust uh, the numbers. Like you said, you don't really know um, if those numbers are accurate, you know. Okay. So um, I have a family member who is stationed over in Italy um, works in the hospital. Um, so everybody gets COVID duty. You go to the airport, you're taking temperatures, you're in the hospital. So you kind of know what's happening. There were initially, there were a lot of deaths in Italy, but the majority of Italy, there's an extremely high percentage of elderly people, the most vulnerable, um, population in Italy. And, um, I have um, another family member who's also in the military and stationed on, you know, in the U.S. across the map from us. Um, but what what's been seeing where we've we're having ships of people coming up positive for COVID, and then we're seeing all of them make comments like, "Yeah, we have the cold." It's you know, people are going on about their normal life when they're not in that you know, up in age and they don't have all of these risk factors and underlying health conditions. I mean, they're going on about things and seeing this data again, it kind of reminds me, I was, I was asking myself in the beginning of this, why are we not protecting the vulnerable? Why are we not ensuring that those in nursing homes absolutely have upgraded air systems and filtration systems? Why are not, why are we not making sure that they have PPE? Um, so I have a lot of friends who work in healthcare, and they didn't have that. They're reusing the same mask. They're wearing cloth masks just like everybody else. Um, you know, I have people in who work in EMS and who transport COVID patients from the hospital back to a nursing home. Now, if you have a COVID-positive patient, why would you send them back to the nursing home mm. where everybody is vulnerable? we're putting all of them at risk. You know, why would you not keep them in a quarantined room where they have PPE and isolation and then all of that stuff rather than risk that? So I don't agree with a lot of the things that are happening right now. It's it's really kind of frustrating um, to see that we have lost, we have lost a lot of, a lot of our loved ones. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. friends of mine who have lost loved ones Mm -hmm. and I think they've been handled a little bit better. And they're dying alone because they're not allowed to have visitors. They're not allowed to have their family. They're not allowed to have their spouses or anything. So not only are they dying, they're dying alone. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, so a friend messaged and um, was talking about something that their neighbors were, were going through. And, and the husband was in COVID or in the hospital with COVID and he wasn't going to make it. And she was not allowed to go see her husband until like the day of they're like okay it's he's gonna pass now you can come in um i'm sorry but we are the greatest country in the world supposedly we have all of these things and we are on the forefront of medicine and you mean to tell me that you can't find a way to safely get a wife and to see her husband who is not doing well Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't need we don't need fifteen family members hanging out in the lobby, but right, whatever the right. nurse does to be safe to go in that room, you can have their husband or wife. You know, you know, definitely a family member go in with those same precautions. Um, yeah, because I mean, the um, if you know anything about placebo effect and nocebo effect, um, it shows you a lot about the mind frame of the sick. You know, if they believe they're going to get better, placebo is a is a you know, water pill. You know, there's nothing in it, and people that take it tend to get better because 
they, I mean, there's no medicine in it. They, they must have believed they were getting better. And then the same thing goes with no SIBO effect. Um, so when you take away hope, you know, and a lot of times that can come through interaction with family and, and um, you know, seeing a loved one and, and keeping that fight up. I mean, who knows what's possible, you know, when you do that, you know, anyway, so. Well, I absolutely think it is who heals when you're feeling like, you know, it's the end. Yeah, um, despair. And you look at, for example, look at our children and how they've kind of fared through this whole lockdown. They lost school. It was just they were sent home and they're like, oh, you're not coming back. Um, all of their social interaction. And Shrey, earlier when you were talking about how the bullying about whether you're vaccinated or not, mm -hmm. you talk about the fear that kids were like, no, I can't hang around you because we could get sick. You'll kill us. You know? Yes. I mean, just the kind of that confusion where you throw children into a world of chaos when they were so used to so much structure and this is how things are. You throw mm -hmm. them into something completely different. I read um, a report for the state of Delaware and the child suicide rates have went up like 50 some percent. Yes, skyrocketed. Yeah. Yes. And the amount of... Um, child abuse and neglect deaths has skyrocketed. Yep. There's something like nine children killed by their parents, whether it be from neglect or actual physical abuse. Right. Um, there, are some, there are some pretty gory details in those reports. Um, and to think that that's what our children were, were thrown into we talk about healing in the mind and, you know, going back to being a firearms instructor, they said 90% of survival is mindset. And that's absolutely what it is. Cause if you go into something thinking, I can't do this, mm -hmm. then you're not going to do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple, uh, I've got a couple other things to show you, but we do have, uh, I want to read two, uh, chats real quick. Um, Deborah commented, the only vaccines available are EUA vaccines. They can't mandate vaccines until they are FDA approved. And that was something, I think it was Trump at the time, I can't remember, but um, he he misspoke and he actually said that it was FDA approved and it wasn't. So I think a lot of people had that misconception early on, was FDA approved? And I don't know why it was said, but I, I did hear that. Um, but they can't mandate vaccines until they are FDA approved, but the one... Uh, COVID vaccine that is FDA approved, Comirnaty is not even available in the U.S. And yet schools can't administer Tylenol without parents' permission. The, excuse me, the hypocrisy is palpable. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so we have another question that, is there any truth to hydrochloroquine hyping, uh, helping to fight COVID? Um, I, I, we're not, I, I put a disclaimer in the bottom. No one here is a medical ex expert. We're not advising people on medicine, but Aaron, do you have an opinion or have you heard anything? Um, I think the a previous comment mentioned how, uh, doctors changed their mind about ivermectin after all this, all this has been is, is completely politicized and it's no longer about medicine and public health. It's about what side of the aisle and who said what, and now, we're going to ban it, you know, or, or excuse me, we're going to uh, speak ill of it. Um, but Aaron, any, any thoughts about uh, hydrochloroquine? Um, you know, like you said, I really don't know what to believe anymore. Um, we, we've had these medications, ivermectin and hydrochloroquine, we've had them forever. Mm -hmm. They've been used for forever. Um, and they've been used as an antiviral. The fact that we can't even have an open discussion about it um, mm -hmm. is really concerning because they're calling us a pandemic and it, it's deadly and all of these hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Then why wouldn't you want to have a conversation about that? Why would you not try it? I mean, medical professionals use medications for things that it's not intended for all of the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't personally understand why this is a big deal for a medical professional to be using it. Then the higher ups find out and are like, nope, you can't use that anymore. Yep. I mean, 
And they, mm-hmm. they were saying that there was progress, that their patients were doing fine. So yep. the only thing I really have to say about that is there's got to be open conversations and, and that's got to be allowed again within the medical community. Yep. There was um, <clears throat> something I wanted to say earlier was, or something to address along these lines was like, I think the biggest fallacy about all this is that being anti-vax or speaking critically, just speaking critically about vax. Cause there's some of these doctors that have been banned are not anti-vax. They're just critical of the vaccine policy or the vaccines in practice right now, but they're not anti-medicine or anti-vax, but um, they're, they're making it like if you're anti-vax or anti-medicine, there's plenty of um, uh, medical practices that someone that does not support the current vaccines or is critical of the vaccines may still be okay with a doctor practicing medicine. You know, it's just, that's one form. And it just happens to be one that's, I think made one company $16 billion in a year. And guess what? They didn't have to pay for any testing. They didn't have to pay for any marketing and research or anything like that. So it was like 90% straight profit compared to what they normally would have to do Mm -hmm. um, to, to, um, to bring something to market. It would have been a decade and it would have been, you know, a billion dollars in research and, and marketing. Um, so it's, there's no money in ivermectin. You know, there's no, <laughs> this, these are like generic drugs, but um, right. there's doctors that, like you say, they were practicing um, or they were using this in their practice. They were seeing patients early on. And I think it was Dr. Drew, um, TV doctor, you know, um, he was on the Rubin Report uh, uh, YouTube channel and a podcast. And he said that, you know, um, he was very familiar. I can't remember. I don't know if he practiced or not, but he was saying that hydrochloroquine was being used early on with pretty good success, among other things. It's not just like one miracle drug that does everything. You know, these are just things that help your body, you know, recover and fight this, you know, virus off. But but it was used early on. And then as soon as Trump uttered the word, it was like, oh, we can't do that anymore. So it's it's no longer about, you know, medical treatment. It's about, you know, basically appeasing a mob, you know, and making sure, you know, I don't lose my, my license. And, and, um, so that's, Mm -hmm. that's really a shame. So you can, you can be critical of these three products because they are products. They're not God's gift to humanity. There are three products made by a for-profit company. Yes. And you can be critical of those and not be anti-medicine and still believe in, in taking medicine. So. Right. Well, not only that, it's 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 a product by a company who does their own testing and their own reports. So mm-hmm. they're making this, and then they're saying, "No, it's safe. We tested it." Right. Um, so, so that's the problem. So, so let's um on that note, let me get two more charts for you guys to share with you know you and the audience. But um, this is what uh, I can't remember his name, Doctor Michael Yade. Yader, Yaman, um, I can't remember. I have to look it up. But um, he was uh, presenting this. He's the he's um, an ex VP of Pfizer, right? And he's very mm-hmm. upset. He's very concerned. Um, uh, just like Doctor uh, Robert Malone, and they're saying, "Look, slow down, <laughs> slow down. We're having problems. Definitely don't give this to kids. Don't definitely don't give this to pregnant women." Um, but yes. this right here, just to give. Uh, a basis of understanding these, this is a, right. You see flu, flu vaccines, right? Consistent product across many manufacturers, lots, years, uh, only two outliers. So basically this is, you know, studied of, uh, previous flu vaccines and the adverse effects reported, right? So that you see where the thick blue line is, that's pretty constant. It's a little up, it's a little bit down, but it's pretty constant where there's two outliers that go way up, right? Way up, uh, up to the top. Um, so, in in comparison, you know, when you look at uh, the the COVID vaccines, now, let me let me. You see the two outliers. See that top outlier all the way at the top, right in the middle of the chart. Right. He pointed at that and said, "Now keep in mind, there was thirty seven reports in this one lot, which was way higher than anything else. I think the average was like four, but the lowest was one." Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but with the COVID vaccines, this red line going across the whole thing, that's that highest outlier in, in the flu vaccine reports. That 37, that one outlier of one batch had 37 adverse effects reported. 
That's the red line. That's as high as the flu whatever was. And the base, you know, the, the constant, you can't even see on this chart. And now look at, you know, Johnson, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer. It's, it's exponentially more. Exponentially more. Yeah. So I don't know if you, you've seen this, Aaron, but, you know, I definitely wanted to share it and, and get your thoughts on it. So I haven't seen that graphic. I have read um, what this is saying. The amount of reports that we're seeing tops the amount of reports for all vaccines combined ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't, understand, I don't understand why we're not allowed to have a conversation about that. I don't understand why that's not being reported. It's in the data and people are referencing it. But they've created this whole stigma about the anti-vaxxers, which they've they've been working on for you know for a long time. Right. But you can't even bring it up. And there there are parents who are seriously concerned, but they are afraid to say what if to their doctor in regards yeah. to it's some a question about just as simple as that. Well, what if something happens? They're mm-hmm. scared to do that because they don't want to be labeled. Um, so the amount of, the amount of reactions that we're seeing and the amount of people that I was seeing on, on TikTok post their videos of their doctor's appointments and of doctors gaslighting them and laughing at them. And then they would get home and they would take a video where they're shaking so uncontrollably due to whatever neurological issue they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. How can you not listen to that? How would you uh, not want to sit there and listen to your patient? Uh, Lisa Workman commented, uh, experience with the AI DuPont doctor in 2013. Uh, doctor could not and would not discuss any other option for cancer treatment for my child. He claimed it was considered malpractice if he answered questions regarding <laughs> any other options other than the facility slash farm uh, pharma su- uh, supports. And that seems to be... Uh, it seems to be across the board, you know, like you, you just can't even have a conversation about any, like, like with this here, a, does your doctor know, does the pharmacist who's injecting you for free, you know, know about all of these. Um, and, and what one real, one real thing that I want to point out that, um, the man that was uh, presenting this information pointed out, see how, see how the, 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 the vast difference in this chart it's way higher, way lower. You have some up in, I think the seven, uh, 622 reports per lot is the highest. And then you got some in 300, then you got some at 100, then you have some at 250. He's saying they are professionals. Matter of fact, I have, I have the video. I can link it. But these companies are experts in what they do. They're professional. They know how to make the same thing in the same vial every time. They're, they're not doing that with these. And he said, I don't want to, you know, I hate to speak this way, but me working for this company, me knowing how things are done, the only way you can do this and look at this data and keep doing it, you have to be okay with it. For whatever reason, you're, you're okay with getting it wrong again and again and again, and and not just getting it wrong to, to the adverse effects, but getting it wrong to not even creating a constant product. It, just that by itself, whether it's safe or you know, not, but there's no consistency in the product, and you, and, and you have to know that by looking at the results. I'm telling you, there's, there's no, um, there's no unusual threat uh, in your environment except from your government and their policies and the pharmaceutical industry. There's, there's nothing nothing going on other than you know, the sort of psychological warfare um, and uh, you know, the economic damage and then these wretched vaccines. Aaron, so, had you heard of him? Either, I guess either of these guys? Um, I have seen, I think, this video that you're getting ready What's to that? play. And it's Christmas mm-hmm. and grand um, okay, like some that are being used. <laughs> Check it out. But there, there are like hundreds of doctors five. who are saying Robert the same Malone. thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think the, um, you can silence one or two of the big names, but like you say, it's, it's too many to count. Um, I've seen videos with a panel of four or five doctors that I didn't know, but all were all were very, very alarmed. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. Now this, this for those that don't know, um, he uh, invented these um, mRNA gene therapy 
inoculations, uh, injections, whatever you call them. Um, and they try to dispute that, but he has eight, eight or nine patents, you know, to back that up. So he's, he's pro-vax, he's pro-all this. He has been vaccinated himself. Just give a little context. And I don't know if he does or not, but I'll play this real quick and um, we'll wrap up. I don't want to keep you all night, Aaron. My name is Robert Malone. I'm a physician and a scientist. But more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact, <clears throat> scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The arms and risks from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you to ask yourself as a fellow parent, if you want your child to be part of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. Finally, in summary. It's almost over. There's no benefit for your children or your family from vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that is apparent you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. Um, in layman's terms, <laughs> the risk 
from your kids experiencing catching COVID is a, you know, is minuscule in comparison to the risk from vaccinating them, which is permanent. You know, you can't, like you said, you can't undo a lot of the damage that's going to, that could be done. Uh, in some cases have been done, you know, um, Aaron, last thing I wanted to ask, have you heard about, and I definitely want to share with the audience that they didn't know, um, the hundreds of athletes uh, across the world that have collapsed in the middle of playing and some of which have died, which uh, uh, recent before that had just been vaccinated? Yes. And I saw videos. There were clips of videos with um, professional athletes. There were clips of videos, I think, with some cheerleaders and, you know, school age and that sort of thing. Um, And then I come across an article today, which I did not bother to read because it was a bunch of that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I couldn't believe they were saying this article was like they were like saying that none of that ever happened they were trying to explain it away and I was like you know what I am not reading this because you're you're gonna get you have one person on this side saying this happened you have another person on the side who's saying it didn't happen well we know with anything there there's the actual truth when when we're talking about something Mm -hmm. so when you have video evidence and you have family members saying that the only thing that's changed is they got their vaccine two days ago i mean i will i'll I'll put more faith in that right right and that's um you know it was it's it's been i've seen i've seen i haven't seen where they've tried to claim it didn't happen because there's countless like you say it's a video compilation of it happening boom 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 you know countless different people in different sports and different things and and my thing is like these are people that are in peak physical condition right um and i think that one of the arguments that i've heard is that it's a statistically low amount you know in comparison to people with that i understand that that's something to consider and that's reasonable but what i heard and i can't remember probably one of these doctors but um you know, I heard a doctor speaking about it and he said, um, well, the one thing that concerns me is the only I think the only reason you notice if a teenager, you know, has a heart attack or if an athlete has a heart attack or, or you know, um, it's, it's because they shouldn't be experiencing that. You know, so it's 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 very noticeable if that group of people, if it happens to them and then you start looking and maybe it was an adverse effect where it could be happening across the board. It could be, you know, men that are 50, 60 years old could be you know, dropping dead of a heart attack and you just think, well, dad had a heart attack and you don't make the correlation. Like you said before, we don't want to think that. Mm-hmm. So we think, oh man, he must have not have been healthy. And so that seemed to be the concern that, that I've heard from at least one, if not more. Um, but they never want to, um, they, they never want to deal with it. You know, they never want to deal with the fact that this, this is happening. It's happening to a group of people that it should never happen to. Like you shouldn't see, three people in that condition, you know, dropping dead, you know, for, you know, that it really shouldn't have statistically, you know. Right. I know um, <clears throat> my daughter, when she got vaccinated, she's at the gym. She does all this yoga stuff that I can't even do and names of it. I can't pronounce, but um, when she got her vaccine, her second one, her second one was horrible. She called, she video called me from Italy and I thought she was, I thought, okay, something really bad is going to happen. I said, Maya, we need to get a hold of your friends, your boyfriend. We need to set up a schedule for people to come check on you because you're there alone. If something happens, then nobody's going to know until it's too late. I said, so we need, we need to get something set up here. Um, So that was scary. It was especially scary after seeing how many people were saying that they got it and, you know, they suffered an adverse reaction from it. And I'm worried about her and her heart. Um, So. Sorry, Sorry, I lost you for a second. (laughs) I hit the wrong button. (laughs) Um, I think that's a sign. I I think we're about at time. Um, That was an accident. I apologize. But. Um, anything before we wrap up, Aaron, that we haven't touched on that, you know, you feel is, is very, very important to share. I do. So 
we were talking about mandates and we're talking about mandating our children to go, you know, for vaccines. If you want to go to school, you're going to have to get this. If you want to go eat, you're going to have to do this, which I think those are coming. I think those are definitely coming to Delaware. I agree. Um, But we all need to remember that our legislators are not mandated to get this vaccine. Say that again. Hmm. Our legislators, our lawmakers, the ones who are passing these restrictive, um, they're not laws. They're just wishes, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not mandated to get the vaccine. So that's concerning. We know that the government cannot mandate it. Like we talked about earlier, they can say, well, we have all of this extra money over here. And if you qualify for it, then we will gladly give it to you. So. Mm We have an entire stray. You were talking about the different classes of people, and we see the legislators okay. all over social media who are maskless um, in photo yep. ops and all together. Yeah, um, there's a picture from Love Creek Elementary School where all the teachers are maskless and together taking pictures, and then the the picture of the kids they're all wearing masks. So there are certain classes of people who can't be told what to do here. They're safe. They don't have to worry about any of this. Um, do you think they're, uh, do you think they're deceptive? Um, do you think that's catching them, uh, being deceptive and hypocritical or do you think they just trust, you know, the vaccine that much they think, Oh no, we can hug and it's not a big deal. Either way they're breaking the rule, but I'm just wondering what your thoughts are as far as why they're okay doing that. So in the middle of this lockdown, when masks were mandatory on the, on the, in legislative hall, there's a video and Senator Laura Sturgeon is bubbling all over the place across, you know, the Senate floor, in and out, and she has no mask on. Right when the cameras were getting ready to start and they were getting ready to go live, she digs in her purse, pulls her mask out, and puts it on. Yep. Um, what are they thinking? I mean, that's a really good question because I can't figure it out. Either they're that entitled to think that, well, we're that special that we just can't make anybody sick, or... Or what? Like, what is it? I, I, you know, we have made many questions, uh, posted many questions on their posts. Like, why are you doing this? And we have to do this. So I I don't even know what to say about that. Now that you (laughs) Um, mentioned that, I think I've seen that clip. Yeah. And when, and when those clips are a dime a dozen, you know, not just Delaware specifically, but just across the board. Um, right. It just shows, yeah, I don't think you're just being careless. I think that, oh, camera's getting ready to go on. Yep, mask up. And um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I agree. None now, of it really makes sense. I, I think I interrupted you, though. I think you had something else to add. Well, if I did, I forgot. It's okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, so they're not, they're not required, you know, um, the lawmakers that are trying to require this, they're not uh, required to do so. Um, man. Well, they're not required because the government can't mandate or coerce or force. You can't do anything, any of that legally, mm-hmm. which is why we're seeing the businesses receiving incentives um, and the schools receiving incentives if they do meet the mm-hmm. standards. Mm-hmm. Since when? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Since when did people trust the government as much as they do today? You know, that I I just I don't understand why you think like, again, a for profit business is making a product and the government is trying to require it of you or force you or give it to you for free. I mean, since when did they just give away medical treatment? You know, since Mm -hmm. when did you trust them to do so without question? And, And then scream at other people, you know, to do it, you know, it's just, it's just really weird how many people are cheerleading this and not feeling like, huh, what, why, why is this free? You know, I mean, at least my health insurance should cover it or I don't, I don't know, but, um, why is there financial incentive? Why is there, it's just things that should set you back and make you uncomfortable, not necessarily jump over the conspiracy theory side, but you know. Right. Well, when they offered you a beer or a cheeseburger to go get your vaccine or a hundred bucks or a lottery ticket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that tipped off a few people like what? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. 
Well, what what does somebody do? You know, I I had just shared a, a video to because we hadn't done a podcast in a while and had people asking why, but we had gotten uh, COVID recently and. And so I shared about that. And I said, the, the the one thing that was weird was like everyone that was communicating with me about it was just sharing links and information that was basically CDC guidelines. Nothing about my actual health, but it was just, hey, if you want free tests, Delaware provides free testing now. You know, all right, well, guess what? I'm healthy and the tests have still not arrived. <laughs> so, but why would that have helped me? That would just help me take a test to know if it's, if I have COVID or not, which I knew I did. But nonetheless, um, it's just... What what does someone actually do? You know, I think I saw Lisa comment, um, ask uh, ask your doctor uh, to give you. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, titer test slash antibodies test for yes. COVID. Demand it. Use excuse for work and health and home slash family. I'm not sure exactly what she was saying, but. But so, doctors won't if you if if there's a there's a gang of celebrities that will tell you my doctor gave me this 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 you know the kitchen sink they call it, and your doctor won't touch any of it. What do I do? You know, I I, I don't know. It's just it's beyond me. Right. Well, and you know this this comes back to kind of doing our own research. I know that's a taboo subject these days, yeah. but our body is designed to work a certain way. And our body needs certain things in order to survive and heal and, um, you know, to be able to just say, okay, these are the good things that I need to put in to stay healthy. And can I up those when I'm sick? You know, it's just, I mean, even we, we've seen such a, um, a change in how everything's labeled organic or all natural, but you mentioned yeah. vitamin C to somebody and you're like, ah! you know it's a horrible thing and that should be basic it's amazing you know, like i shared that in, in like the video i just told you about sharing about us having covid I, I told him at the end just in case no one has told you and i have heard someone a doctor a doctor told someone else this um you know make sure you're taking a vitamin d supplement make sure you're taking a vitamin c supplement and zinc you know but this isn't i'm not calling it a cure for covid but this is basic health and wellness mm -hmm. and it should be common knowledge that if someone says you know up your dosage of vitamin C or vitamin D or zinc, you know, people shouldn't get outraged. That's just like, where are we? <laughs> it's like a twilight zone episode or so, or a, a black mirror, you know, the modern version, yeah. you know, like you just can't say, you know, like, um, the Epsom salt bath for the body aches and, and, and the pain from, from, uh, the fever symptoms and stuff I'm not claiming it's a cure. Why are you, why are you fact checking my, my post on Facebook? for just offering a remedy to make you feel better, you know, cause that's all your vaccine might do is lessen symptoms. Right. <laughs> you know, so. But I bet you exactly. can put a link to like Ben Gay or something on there. <laughs> something right. you can get in the pharmacy, you put a link to that. It's okay. Yep. yep. And that, that goes back to, you know, there's a huge conflict of interest. Um, I'm not sure about the schools you, well, you no, I am now. I mean, you mentioned the schools getting a boatload of money. Um, hospitals get, different amounts of money based on the classification of the patient and mm -hmm. um you know uh what was i just gonna say um oh the 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 money to be made uh through these vaccines versus ivermectin which is basically generic you know mm -hmm. there's no money there's no financial incentive no one's going to you know um make a bunch of money and then then it really ha you have to have an honest you know conversation and research of the relationships between the pharmaceutical companies the politicians and the media you know, the, right. the, the main three entities saying this thing is safe and effective. Do they have a financial stake or interest, you know, a relationship? Um, that's just a question. I, I think there's one there, but I'm not, you know. Well, isn't the government, government and like Pfizer or Moderna, one of the drug companies that are making the vaccine, aren't they in a court battle over partial ownership of this because the government forked over money for the testing? So now they're claiming they have the right to the vaccine. So there's some sort of court battle there, um, but you got to think about it. So I think the last time I looked, like, let's just say it was like $13 or something per vaccine is what the drug companies are charging. And they're saying that, well, we're only charging this amount of money because the United States government funded us through all of this. So one of the things 
before, you know, back when, what, who was it? Pelosi was saying, come to Chinatown, it's safe. Hmm. I was looking up kind of everything. I have a, I have a very curious mind and um, I, 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 was, I was laid off due to COVID. So I had plenty of time. Right. Right. Um, so I'm looking up mRNA and stuff like that. And I'm looking up all of the studies. And one thing that I found was like all article after article saying that scientists had just about given up on mRNA technology because they were doing a study on um, primates who had some sort of congenital heart disease or, or um, disorder. Can't remember what it was. And they were giving them an mRNA based therapy. They ended up stopping that. They had to pull it because it was killing, the therapy itself was killing the monkeys faster than the disease was. Um, you can't find that now. That's one of those articles that I was saying, like there were pl plenty of them available, plenty of studies available to, that were funded by the CDC, the NIH, and all, you know, mm -hmm. uh, all of them. Um, and now they're either retracted or just completely wiped from the internet. So that that was one of them. So that that's concerning. Uh, we're talking about mRNA technology, and it was at a point where all of these people who had spent millions and invested billions of dollars into this new technology for medical treatments were very angry and upset that they were about to just give up, and they were selling it for selling the data that they had for whatever they could get for it. So that's where it was right when all of this started happening. Well, I've seen, um, I can't remember the doctor's name, but he's a doctor on YouTube that shares a lot of studies uh, that are being published and, and kind of goes through them and explains them. And this is how weird you talk about having time, you know, um, you know, spending time with my wife for my birthday a few months back. And she's like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, you know what? I really, there's a study on um, uh, what the spike protein does, you know. And I want to actually watch that and I want to like stop it and look things up and dissect it because I want to understand it, you know. So I'd like to study that, you know, while we had some alone time for our birthday or whatever. And that's what we did for, I mean, probably two hours or so. Um, but it was a. Uh, oh God, we're such a loser. A little bit. Um, it was a, a in, in vitro study. It's not in vivo. There's no animal study done or human study done, but just in a Petri dish, you know. That the um, basically the the because of the spike protein, the messenger RNA would would go out, and it, the way he described it was like it it leaves the nucleus, right? And it's supposed to basically he he made a may uh I'm trying to give the, the the metaphor he gave was um it's a you know if there's a pothole in your city, you know someone calls uh, for the crew, someone goes, puts cones out around the pothole and then someone calls the, the crew to go fill the pothole in. And the concern was, uh, Sheree, correct me if I'm wrong, but something about the, uh, the spike protein was entering the nucleus, which it wasn't supposed to. And it was having an adverse effect where that process of the messenger RNA going, you know, to interact with the, uh, man, ribosomes, I think I, you know, it's been yeah. a while, but it stopped that process. So it almost stopped your body from the, the cell regeneration needed. Even when you go out in the sun, you know, you need your, your, your body is constantly regenerating new cells or cell repair. Um, but it would yeah. stop that process. Like the, the, there was a, you know, no dial tone when the phone picks up to call for the repair crew. Right. And um, he's right. like, now look, this is just a, a Petri dish in, in, uh, in vitro study, you know, but it's, then there was more that he was speculating could be possible um, like basically it could shut down your immune system, but this has to be studied further, you know, and it goes back to the whole thing of this has all been pushed as an experimental drug on the entire population. And there is no study. There is no, you you have no idea what it's going to do, you know, so you don't have to be anti-vaxxer to just say, wait a minute, we really don't know anything about mm -hmm. this. It could, we could all grow a third arm, you know, a year from now. Um, you don't, you really mm -hmm. don't know. And, it, and that's cause for concern by itself. Right. And that was the, that was one of the other reasons that, that study was stopped because it was silencing um, unselected or unspecified genes. Um, so that that was something that wasn't intended that was that ended up mm -hmm. happening. So if you could send me the link to um, 
their birthday fun. <laughs> that, uh, oh, uh, right, right. Yeah, it was actually, <laughs> I think it was two, two videos we watched because one helped explain mm -hmm. the other one. Um, but they were like yeah. white, but one of them was a whiteboard presentation actually, you know, going through the whole uh, uh, lesson, you know. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, look, I, we, we, we've gone far longer than I expected. There's so much here to talk about, even yeah. outside of COVID. Like we could we could spend another hour just talking about uh, kids and all the regular vaccines and things like that, which, mm -hmm. which needs its own time. But, um, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, spending the time with us uh, selectively. I know you don't normally do that, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Yeah. I think the audience is glad you did. So we really, really appreciate it. Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm appreciative. Sometimes I have all this stuff in my head and uh, it was really nice to get it out and have people to talk to about it. And right. um, weren't like screaming, uh, you know, grandpa killer at me. Right. So yeah. it was really nice to have this conversation tonight. Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. absolutely. We'll save the screaming for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll we'll invite you back and scream at you a little bit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, oh man. Any anything parents can do to like get in contact with you or any group you're associated with to help or be informed or anything like that? So I'm pretty much um in all of the anything freedom groups on Facebook. Um I kind of pay attention. I read a lot. I don't comment a whole lot, um, but I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm set to public. Um, my phone number is in my profile. Anybody can, you know, reach out and ask a question or something like that. Well, you know, it. Yeah. I put it <laughs> for you know when you're a, when you're an instructor and you you're trying to do private lessons or you run um the one woman and people are always trying to get a hold of you it was just better to put it on there so if one of my ladies had a question i could it, it's just quicker to get in contact with me okay all right well again i i um to the audience, I really, really anticipate getting a YouTube strike for this. I think we did yeah. about twelve things strike worthy, um, which, like I say, we're we're close. We we could lose the channel, you know, any day now. But um, but if yeah. it, it'll uh, iTunes, Spotify, and worst case scenario, if it if it comes down from here, Rumble Odyssey. Uh, we also have a locals, a locals group, uh, Axe Two Hundred Forty Two Dot Locals Dot Com, where we where we share and publish private stuff to supporters on there as well. Um, so yeah, and axe242.com is the website for other information. Um, other than that, thank you again, everyone. Thank you, thank you. You know, mm -hmm. Lisa, Deborah, Ebony, Tamika. You know, just everyone commenting and sharing. Uh, Paul, of course. Um, love the interaction. Thank you very much for sharing because we're all. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get as much information as I can. Fact check false information I thought was right. Anything. So I appreciate everyone on this and. Um, you know, stay tuned for uh, for more for next time. All right, thank you, Aaron. All right, thank you. You have, guys have a good thank night. Thank you. You too. Thank nice you. Meet you. You too. Bye. Nice to meet you. <laughs>